Welcome to the Dietitian's Dish Podcast. We are Gina and Nicole, two dietitian mamas and good friends living in Ohio and Michigan. This is a podcast dedicated to making whole family wellness more fun and less stressful. Whether you're listening in the car or slumped on the couch with a glass of wine, welcome. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I'm Nicole. And I'm Gina. And today we are dishing about Gina's new consulting business. Not so new anymore, uh, but the business Nutrition Unmeasured. But first, a little catch up. Gina, what's going on? Yeah, well, not a whole lot. I mean, a whole lot, but as always, not a whole lot. A, lot, a, lot, a lot of little things. Uh, I've officially decided we've, we sort of had this come to Jesus moment where we were like, you know what? We're not moving. We're not moving now. We've, with the interest rates going up and the houses in this area just being ridiculously priced, we're going to actually just kind of wait it out a little bit, give it another one or two years. And we sort of just established that that's what we decided. So we're going to get wait a couple more years. But until then, I want to do some more updates to our house that are minimal just so I just feel more comfortable and we have more living space and entertainment space. So we're going to redo our living room. And by that, we, I simply mean we're going to move our TV to the larger wall so we can add a, a larger um, L-shaped couch so it's more conducive to entertaining. Because right now, no one really uses our living room because the couches and the seating in there doesn't even face a TV. So we don't even have our TV turned on half the time, which is you know what brings people in when we're watching the football games or whatever it is. So that's what we're doing, sort of our big project for the for the season. I'm excited about that. Uh, you know, it's the little things. Um, let's. Oh my gosh, I have to tell you a funny story. Okay, so I had my boss, my boss and her family. They were over a couple of weeks ago watching a the, one of the OSU football games with us, and we were all hanging out. We were playing charades, and we we played the charades. We play it in a weird way, but either way, I was trying to get Cameron to guess the word that I had. Okay. And the word was coffee. I said, okay, Cameron, this is the first thing I drink right when I wake up. He goes, beer. <laughs> You're like, oh shh, shh, Cameron. Oh shh. <laughs> yeah. First of all, don't tell my boss that. Second of all, I swear I don't drink beer the first thing when I wake up. I'm looking at her like, I swear this, this is not true. I'm not sure where he got that. I know she obviously doesn't really think I drink beer first thing in the morning, but it was Pretty hilarious, I've got to say. <laughs> he finally guessed coffee. Uh, and then lastly, so we've got this sort of little vacation planned for December where we're going to, not Nashville, we're going to um, Gatlinburg and getting a house there with my family or with Nick's family, I guess, right after Christmas. And they wanted to cut the vacation short a little one day. And I'm thinking, I don't want to cut it short. I want to go there longer. So I'm like, but I don't want to stay in this giant house that we have with their family, which is really expensive each night. I'm not going to pay for that. So I went on Airbnb and I found us a decked out RV in the in the, um, the mountains, essentially, with a blow up hot tub and a fire pit. It's going to be major glamping. It's not even glamping. It's, it's RVing, but that's glamping. Uh, and I just am so, so excited about it. So we just booked that and and I'm thrilled and that the kids i haven't told the kids yet they're gonna be just in heaven oh that <laughs> yeah. sounds like a lot of fun yes i'm excited very excited we're gonna spend new year's eve there actually oh, great yeah. what's new with you oh my gosh well we are just getting back from uh harley's hospice dog uh it's like make a wish for dogs i'm just kidding but <laughs> we did take her up north 
we went with friends. I think I talked about it. The Airbnb that we rented was on this little lake called Portage Lake in Noickama, Michigan, as in the middle of nowhere. Um, it was great. So Portage Lake goes out to Big Lake, Michigan, uh, but it was just great to wake up in the morning. It had this giant sliding door um, right out onto the lake. So it was it was just highly optimized space, tons of like beautiful water views. And it was just cute because Harley was just like living living up the indoor outdoor um, life up there, which is kind of my favorite time of year, minus the fruit fly situation that can come out of nowhere, you know, where it's like just brisk, but you could have the house open and it's maybe sweater weather, but I don't know. It was just, it was, it was great. We did a little bit of everything. Um, hiking, we did some breweries, we did a distillery. Um, we watched football and we cooked at the house and we ate out a little bit. Uh, if you followed me on Instagram, I maybe I made it like just for my friends, but it was really funny. I we had me and my friend Sydney had gone to pick up the pizza and I said, you got to run in and get it. So I was just the driver. Um, so I went looking real rough because we're up north and who cares? I'm just driving a car. So she comes out eventually and she says, "Um, well, they gave our pizzas to somebody else. And I was like, oh, crap. She's like, let's go in and have a beer. I'm like, I'm not even wearing a bra. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. she's like, who cares? You don't know anyone here. I'm like, you know what? You're right. So we go in and it was just, I mean, I like placed my, um, you know, hands and uh, arms and fanny pack like strategically. So hopefully I wasn't uh, too offensive to people, but we just like shouldered up to the bar and had a had a beer that was, uh, they bought us a beer while we waited for our, our pizza 2.0s to come out. But anyway, it was just a lot of fun, lots of memories. It, taking Harley worked out great. So the Airbnb said no dogs allowed. And I wrote a little note to explain, well, I mean, she doesn't really move. Um, She's, she's housebroken for the most part. Like I didn't say that, but I was like, you know, we can't leave her and we can't really find an Airbnb that will accept her. Like, would you, would you, could you? And they were so sweet to say yes. Oh my gosh. That is so nice. Yeah, it was great. And then other than that, coming back to, we were supposed to podcast you and I on Monday. It is now Wednesday evening. And I like 911 do you on Monday. And I was like, Gina, I can't do it. We were um, voluntold when to be at the soccer concession stand, which I declined the invite. Uh, but apparently apparently that's not, not actually a thing. I just happened to not use Google calendars. So Mark informed me like, no, we you, we have to be working concessions 530 to 730. Piper was going to be running wild and Shay had a soccer game and I was supposed to be home podcasting. I had a atrocious day at work of just patient, 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 all the emails, all the calls from the week before. It was just a nightmare. And I called you and I was like, mercy me. And you were like, okay, we can move it to Wednesday. Uh, but it's just been insanity with soccer and just a lot. Fall is just a busy time of year. Tomorrow's Shay's birthday. The girl's birthday party is this weekend. Um, we've got a wedding coming up, some travel. It just it's kind of bonkers. So I'm almost looking forward to the holidays. <laughs> I feel like the holidays sound more peaceful at this stage, but Anyway, all good, fun things. Good, 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 good. All right. Well, before we begin, just a quick favor to ask. Since you like this podcast, please write us a review. Reviews on iTunes are everything to us. And of course, they help us reach more people. So we'd appreciate it. Absolutely. And Gina, I don't know about you. We recently did a topic on dietitians or not dietitians. A dietitian is not a dietitian, basically. Uh, but talked about some different arenas of dietetics. And I remember when I first hopped into dietetics, having this dream of working in private practice and kind of being my own boss, if you will. Did you have that same? Oh, gosh, yes, of course. 
That's like you made it, right? If you're there. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, many dietitians like you and I have have or have had aspirations for um kind of owning and operating a private practice or some type of consulting. And I'm sure it's extremely rewarding and challenging to own and operate your own business. Uh, one today's dietitian uh, interview with the dietitians, she stated, I set myself apart from other RDs by knowing what I'm good at and what I'm interested in, then the right clientele finds me. And I thought that was really great. Uh, a dietitian is not a dietitian. So finding the right person for, for you. Um, and a bit of research into private practice shows the importance of a few things. One is, as that dietitian just stated in that quote, knowing your audience, that's probably one of the most important things. Then defining what services you'll be offering, branding yourself, and building an internet presence. And I thought, you know, you've dabbled in mentioning uh, Nutrition Unmeasured, um, and I just thought, let's talk about it on the show. So was there for you this aha moment where you knew forming your own consulting business was the path you were meant to take? Well, first I want to say thank you. I appreciate you allowing us to take an entire episode to talk about my business. Hopefully it will be good for me and for some listeners, especially those who might be new in the field and who are, or not new, but who are just considering doing this. But yeah, I would say just like you just mentioned, I really wanted to be an entrepreneur since I really first started my career in dietetics. I would say probably even before that, I wanted to ha be my own, you know, an entrepreneur, own my own business in some fashion. Uh, I wanted to be, of course, ironically, at the time, a weight loss dietitian. That was what I wanted to have my business in. So look, whenever I think to myself, oh my gosh, if only I would have started this 10 years ago, I have to remind myself that if I had done this 10 years ago, it would have been on weight loss. So I would have had to completely rebrand, start all over again anyway. So what's the difference, truthfully? Um, so I started my blog as that's how you and I met Nicole, as you know, but if anyone didn't know that, that's how we met back in 2006, roughly. And what I really wanted to do was branch off from that. Uh, even when I was writing my blog, my whole idea, this is ironic too, and strange now, as I say it out loud, but my blog was the candid RD. I didn't necessarily, my, my whole thing was promoting the idea that uh, we should not be swayed by marketing and marketing is really out to get us. I mean, don't believe everything that you see or everything that you read, but it also had just had a little bit of a, of a weight loss flair. Also, IB, I talked a lot about IBS in there, but my big thing was weight loss without restriction, which now I find that it, it, I truly believe that there's, that's not really a thing. I mean, if you're, if you're actively trying to lose weight, there's going to be a, a restriction component. Uh, so at the time, I, I, I actually got a, a job. So here, here I was, I had this blog. I was really passionate about it. I wanted to start my own business, but then I got a job and I had real money coming in. And let me tell you, and you know this, it was just really addicting. And I really just never looked back. I think I just got kind of stuck in this job where I was making decent money. Of course, I didn't have kids at the time. So I felt like I was, you know, a billionaire. Uh, so I, it was just so addicting to have that constant paycheck and I just never looked back. But ever since then, I've been dabbling in my own type of business, whether it's podcasting or, you know, writing that kid's book. I've always wanted to do something else, but with my full-time job sort of 
you know, uh, always in the, well, not in the background, in the forefront with that little something else in the background. So it's always been there. I had never really taken the full leap and until now. So how did I know it was meant, this path was meant for me? I would say, you know, when I finally realized this is what I wanted to do and I sort of started it, I, you know, I end my days, especially after doing counseling or, or sessions, consulting ses- sessions, actually I call them coaching sessions. And I just feel really good. You know, I feel like I've accomplished something and that I've helped someone, which is really why I became a dietitian in the first place. And I sometimes don't feel like that in my full-time job. So that's how I knew that this was really what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So rewarding. Tell us a bit about your business name. I know this was a, you bounced quite a few around and you landed on Nutrition Unmeasured. What does that signify uh, for you or what is its importance to you in your life and in your coaching? Sure. Well, first I want to give credit to my best friend, Kathy Popa, Kathy Popa Johnson, uh, who has her own marketing company now, if you're interested, but she's amazing. She, I have been best friends with her since first grade. She came up with it. We sort of went back and forth. She came up with my logo as well. So she was sort of, we were just going back and forth trying to figure it out, but I love it. To me, the name is just a good reminder that health and wellness cannot be measured. Uh, I, you know, I truly believe that health and wellness are just so much more abstract and nuanced. Uh, Absolutely. If you have high cholesterol, you know, you should probably engage in some lifestyle changes. So cholesterol is measured. Obviously you might want to lower that number, but overall, you know, our society is so fixated on numbers, whether it's BMI or weight, calories, points, steps, how many minutes did you work out today? whatever it is that we attend to lose sight of what is important, which, you know, in intuitive eating and really in wellness overall, that self-care, self-compassion, enjoying your food, finding satisfaction in your food. And then of course, importantly, feeling and understanding and of course, trusting our bodies. So those are unmeasurable. But to me, I, I truly believe they're the most important parts of health and wellness. So that's how Nutrition Unmeasured was born. We went yeah, back and forth, back and forth. And, and that just that one just, I think, flowed the best and just sounded the best and just meant it was so meaningful when I heard it. Uh, so I never ask clients for their weight. I never tell them to count calories or weigh food. I think that's probably an obvious thing since everyone listening probably knows I'm an intuitive eating um, coach. I simply help them improve their healthy, their health, wellness, and nutrition with self-care. Like I said, self-acceptance, so important. and really remembering that food and movement aren't supposed to be punishment, but they're supposed to be a large part of what makes your life great and worth living. So Nutrition Unmeasured was born. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. Can you summarize your overall food and nutrition philosophy? This was a tough one, Nicole, but also an important question that I, you know, I do get asked a lot. And this is I've, I've bounced back and forth with this throughout my dietetics career, obviously, since I used to be a big proponent of weight loss, or I should say weight management, weight maintenance, but not anymore. Um, so my my nutrition philosophy, I would say, I believe that all foods fit into a healthy and balanced diet uh, and that restriction is not the key to health and wellness, but in fact, trusting your body and listening to your body is the best path to wellness and, and health. Uh, There are certainly foods that are more nutritious. We know that. And even foods that have zero nutritional benefit. We also know that. Uh, But I firmly believe that once you've tuned into the needs of your body and let go of restriction 
and let go of diets and rules, you will find food freedom and a balance of these foods that is perfect for you. And you'll find that even those foods that may have zero nutritional benefit actually have a health and wellness benefit maybe for you uh, psychologically, uh, you know, in, enjoyment wise. And, and that I think is perfectly fine and a great part of, of living a, a happy life. Amen. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Share a bit uh, with us all about your program's structure or what somebody could objectively um, kind of expect to experience in seeking nutrition unmeasured services, coaching services. Sure. So the journey starts with an application that can be found on my website, nutritionunmeasured.com. And so once I receive the application, which it comes to my email automatically, I set up a free introductory call. And just so you know, the, the application is really for, well, the application is sort of to narrow down whether, you know, whether the introductory call is even going to make sense for us. For example, I've had applicants that said, you know, I just want to lose weight. And it says pretty clearly in the application that that's not something that I will work with you on. Um, but if you have weight loss in the back of your mind, but you also don't really want that to be an ultimate goal of yours, I can certainly work with you. But if that's your ultimate goal in working with me, we're not a good fit. So I really can kind of weed out uh, clients through that, that application. But then, you know, Further, we'll have that introductory call if I think that you might be a good fit just by looking at your application. The introductory call is for both of us. It's really to find out whether uh, I'm the right intuitive eating and wellness coach for the prospective client and also to figure out whether I think, of, like I just said, they're the right client for this program. So in other words, you know, some people may be battling an eating disorder uh, like you know, an eating disorder or they want to lose weight, either, either of those. But if it's an eating disorder, I'm not the right person for them to work with. And I'll give them other recommendations. Uh, and that's because I'm just not trained in that. And that just wouldn't be ethical. Uh, if we decide together to move forward, we'll set up a day and a time to meet virtually every other week. So we will decide on that introductory call, which day every week, or I'm sorry, every other week, we will meet for our one 45 to 60 minute uh, session. And that's going to happen for the next three months at minimum, but generally it's going to be more like six to nine months. So I would just say I've gone, th gone through the program with uh, one person because I started this five or six months ago. So I've only actually ever got, I've only actually gotten through the entire program with one person who's actually not even quite finished, but it's going to be for her about a seven month commitment in the end. And I think that's probably going to be about average. Uh, so essentially, the program is a subscription program where the client pays me monthly for my services. Before our first meeting, the client will receive two books in the mail. One of them is the Intuitive Eating Workbook, and then the other is the Body Kindness book by Rebecca Scritchfield. Both books would be used or are used throughout the program. Uh, as we meet, we'll engage in a brief meditation at the beginning if the client's interested. Some people don't want to do that, and that's perfectly fine, but it's generally only about two to three minutes of just mindful breathing. And then we engage in motivational interviewing type dialogue throughout the session that takes them through the 10 principles of intuitive eating. In other words, they lead the conversation. I just kind of prompt them with questions, but I really want them to come up with the answers on their own rather than me telling them, you should do this, you should do that. Uh, each person gets access to me through a private health portal for support between sessions where there's messaging uh, or option to message me. They could also text me or email, whatever they prefer. 
I create goals and mantras for each person to focus on between sessions as well. And then for people who are still not sure what they want or who maybe just want some general nutrition guidance, I do also offer just an hourly virtual consult without the subscription commitment. So I didn't offer that at first, but I've had some people reach out and just say, hey, I'm interested in just meeting with you about XYZ. Is that an option? And I do offer that. So maybe if someone's not quite committed with intuitive eating, but they want to maybe hear more about it or they want to lower their cholesterol and they just want to have a 60 minute consult to get some ideas, you know, a food positive uh, haze aligned ideas uh, on how to lower your cholesterol. I can do that as well. Uh, let's see. And I, and I really enjoy those sessions, by the way. I, that's some of my favorites. It's just, you know, just like the one or two meetings with someone just to kind of help them with heart health or diabetes, whatever it is. Uh, I also want to point out that you can go to my website to watch a 30-minute video on four out of the 10 principles of intuitive eating in case you're just really intrigued and you want to learn more. This video is free, so I would encourage anyone who's interested in listening and not really sure about intuitive eating to go and watch that. It also, if you kind of want to get an idea of how I teach, that might also be helpful as well. But it's a free video on my website. Awesome. I love that. You're using a lot of different modalities, which I think is really helpful for virtual learning, especially growth, coaching, all, I mean, all of the above, really. Uh, Who is the most appropriate recipient of your services? I know you've touched on it a bit. Um, And what are your clients most typically looking to gain by working with you? I know you've alluded to it a little bit, but anything else to add? Yeah. I mean, I would just say generally anyone who's looking to change their relationship with food and their body. Uh, most of the people that I've worked with have come to the point they just can't diet anymore and they just need to essentially relearn how to listen to and trust their body. You know, they've lost touch with the signals that their body is giving them and they want to relearn that and kind of get back in touch with their body. Uh, the program may also be good for someone who doesn't necessarily diet. So I've met with a couple people who they're like, I don't diet. But they still struggle with trusting their body to make decisions on how much and when to stop eating, whether to eat, what to eat. And that would be a a good person to work with that I would work with as well. Uh, Or maybe someone did a lot of dieting in their past, but or maybe they don't necessarily go on, you know, specific diets such as keto or Weight Watchers, but they do still have some restriction uh, or what they call pseudo diets or pseudo restriction, which might not be very obvious, but uh, stealthfully they are actually restricting. Uh, Let's see. And I will say a lot of the work I do is about self-nurturance and self-compassion and self-care. So that's always where we start. And so some people just need a grasp on that. Maybe they're they're fine as far as feeling when they're hungry and feeling when they're full, but they're still, you know, not speaking kindly to themselves, not nurturing themselves or nourishing themselves appropriately. And so that's always where we start. Uh, But generally, yeah, that's the client that I'm looking for. And what do they gain? I mean, I guess I just kind of answered that question. Hopefully, you know, food freedom, better trust in their body, better respect, body respect, self-care, self-compassion, all those buzzwords, I think is what they would gain by when they, uh, you know, throughout the program and then hopefully for the rest of their lives. I forgot to mention this, actually. Uh, After a person completes a program, which, you know, at the end, the goal isn't necessarily to say, congratulations, here's your your certificate. You are now an intuitive eater because that's not necessarily how it works. Although that's sort of what diet culture has primed us to want. You know, 
I want to go on this diet and lose 30 pounds and then I'm good. You know, I reach this goal. That's not how intuitive eating is. It is a journey that you will be on for a lifetime. But by the end of, of the sessions with me, I really want someone to be in a good place. They, they might not necessarily end the sessions completely free of diet culture and completely free, you know, always talking positively to themselves, never looking at, at food as good and bad. But I want them to be, you know, in a better place, a much better place than they were when they started. But they're not going to be, it's not like they're going to get a certificate of, you know, you now are officially an intuitive eater. Um, it's a spiral of healing. It's, this is part of intuitive eating where you're going to have back and forth, back and forth, probably for the rest of your life. But by the time that you get through this program, you're going to be better able to handle those back and forth and, 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 uh, and, and use that self-compassion to sort of get yourself, uh, I don't want to say back on the horse because that sounds diety. Um, but if you, if you do something like if you slip back into diet culture, not putting yourself down, being curious instead of judgmental. And just, you know, going with the flow and, and getting right back to your intuitive eating uh, when you can, not judging yourself and putting yourself down for that. I, I, I digress. I was going to say when I get through the program with someone, they also are able to meet with me once a month uh, for six months for 30 minutes after uh, after getting through a session or after getting through the program. So my person that's almost um, through now uh, she will have been with me, I think, seven months by the end. And then she will, or maybe six, I'm not quite sure. And then she will, for the next six months, get to you know reach out to me and schedule a 30-minute follow-up support session once a month, uh, yeah, for six months. That's part of the program. So I forgot to mention that. I, think I don't just kind of like leave you. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Good. Thus far, uh, what has been the most challenging part of starting your own business and what's going super well or perhaps just better than expected? Oh my gosh, the whole thing, I mean, it's been challenging, obviously. I've started a business while working full-time and trying to remain a good partner and mom. It's very, very difficult. Uh, I've, limit, I've limited myself to four clients at a time, which is really tough when you're trying to grow a business. You know, I had to limit myself to four people. And how do you grow a business if you can only take on four clients? Like that's not, you, you can't, you cannot physically grow a business unless you can, unless you can actually physically expand your clientele, right? So I have a limit, unfortunately, not to say I wouldn't have a limit if I wasn't working full time, there would still be a limit, but my goal is to ultimately get more than that. But right now I have to stop at four. Uh, but you know, that's what I got to do. It's, it's better than nothing. I've, you know, I've still been able to grow it to that, which is a start. Uh, and I would say overall, it's been better than I actually would have imagined. So again, to answer your question, the most challenging part is just finding the time, period. Uh, I'm trying to, you know, remain present with my family and friends and uh, also do this. So that has been for sure difficult. Thankfully, I had the support of a good partner in Nick, uh, or else obviously this would never, this would, never happen. So I really, really appreciate him. And I'm very thankful that he is my partner and the one that I chose because he's just been great. He's a rock for sure. He's my rock. Uh, I would say as far as my struggles, well, I just said my struggle, but another one would be social media. I'm just not a social media savvy person, but that's also something else you have to take time to create content. And again, it's hard to make time to create, to, you know, market and to actually meet with your clientele when you have a full-time job and kids. 
But then you add the social media piece, which is what you kind of have to do this day and age in order to actually get new clients and get your name out there. That's been challenging for me. I'm not a creative person per se. And so I, that's a piece that I'm still working on. Uh, I would love to hire someone eventually. What is going better than expected? Okay, and this is going to sound strange, but the social media piece. Uh, it, it, even though I'm not great at it, 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 it hasn't been as challenging as I would have thought. I've been using Canva, which I really like. It's not the best tool. I think there's some things that could make it better. But overall, I do really like Canva. And I, you know, I have found that I can easily make things sort of ahead of time and post it right when I wake up. And, you know, because I can't post things while I'm working. That doesn't look good. I'm working a full-time job. I can't post for my business on social media. So I have to find the perfect time to post these things, um, but which sounds difficult and it is, but it's actually going better than I would have expected. And also just getting clients. I The fact that I got three right away, I was very shocked by that. Now, two of them were people that I knew, but that's okay. Uh, yeah. So that's, I think, I think that's what's been going uh, well and, and my challenging parts as well. So mostly challenging. <laughs> but I think that's really, I think that's a strong start, honestly, when I hear that. Super strong. Yay. All right. You've kind of homed your social media skills uh, a lot during your business startup, I've noticed, uh, most certainly. What have you found to be the most rewarding part of getting down with social media? You said it came a little bit easier than expected, but. Yeah, I would say specifically, I, I was very, very intimidated by making reels. And I will say my reels are still crap. I did have one reel that actually had about 26,000 views, was which that I the pickle? was. It was the pickle one. I mean, okay. I just made this one so randomly one summer day with Paige. It took probably 10 minutes. And wow, people really liked that. And and then since then, there have been, that mine have been pretty, pretty poor, but that's okay. I'm, you know, every time I post a reel, it's just, it's just good. Um, I'm learning, you know, it's uh, every time I, I, I learn something new each time I create a reel, whether it's on Instagram or the other app that I use, which I cannot think of at this point, but it's just a good experience to kind of learn the nuanced little things that you can do in reels. But that has been, uh, rewarding seeing that I can actually do this stuff that these Gen Zers are doing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and actually people are somewhat looking at them, but I'm learning that they need to be short and sweet, which I've made some really long ones that have taken me a long time thinking, Oh, this is going to be great. That haven't gotten quite the, um, the attention that I would have liked, but that's okay. You know, it's again, so rewarding that I'm actually able to do it, I would say. And I just broke 1000 followers. When I started my business, I think I had 950. So, you know, that's something. I It is. I'm proud of that. Yeah. Absolutely. You should be. That's awesome. Yeah, growing. I mean, there's just such massive influential accounts out there. Not that you're like, it's, ugh, it's exhausting to even think about keeping up with that. And I think the realistic approach is so much better. And I think your authenticity will shine through. Um, in the end, because I think of that, you also want people who are highly engaged, right? Um, like I think about my blog, it has not seen growth. It's been very stagnant for a lot of years. Uh, but when I look, it, it doesn't need a lot of watering. It, it's just very organic, steady 
readership. So it's, it, I don't know, it's been interesting. And that's been how many, however many years, 13 years I've been doing it. But I think being consistent and authentic to yourself is going to, is what's going to continue to bring people back and mention your name when they, you know, hear of somebody that's like, hmm, you could benefit from Gina's, you know, coaching service. I just think yeah. that that there's a lot to say for that. So yeah. And, and I, I don't want to to make people think that I'm all I care about is the follows, you know, how many times have you been at, you know, has seen an advertisement, you know, buy 10,000 followers. That is something I would never do. I want to get those followers because people actually want to follow me because they like my content uh, so if it takes 10 years for me to break, you know, 2000, I don't even care. I really don't. But I'm hoping I'm I'm assuming that the people who follow me are following me because they like what they see and they want to and they want to hear more. Uh, so I'm not really I, I don't I'm not obsessed with how many followers I have. But, you know, when I saw that we I broke a thousand, yeah, I gave myself a little pat on the back. But for the same reasons you're enjoying coaching and it's feeding your soul, right? It's getting back yeah. to that. Why did you become a dietitian? It's it's nurturing that as as your why. And I think when you're your social media, okay, yes, the pickles, but that's a practical tip. But a lot of your stuff is really on body respect, positive self-image, um, all of food freedom. When you are putting good out into the world and people are unfollowing you or not, that's not what you want, right? Like you're fed, pun intended, by putting good into the world and it benefiting others. So seeing that growth just validates that people are being helped by what you're doing, basically. I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right. And I and I do try to put in like some random things sometimes because I don't want it to always be, you know, body, body, you know, food freedom, body trust, blah, blah. You know, I don't want it to be the same message over and over and over and over again. So I do throw in some recipes, for example, some things with my kids, you know, to kind of mix it up a little bit. But yeah, overall, that's what it is. You know, stay on brand. That's what you got to do. Stay on brand. I love it. All right, girlfriend, what are your goals for Nutrition Unmeasured, say, in the next 12 months, five years? What you got? What you what you cooking up for the future? Mm-hmm. Well, ultimately, of course, I'd like to do this full time and add more to my offerings. So currently, I'm just doing, as I said, the intuitive eating and wellness subscription program, plus the you know one-off general nutrition consults. But I am working on a virtual self-study course, which will hopefully be ready by spring of next year possibly summer of next year. It is it is quite the task I have taken on. I've already created all the modules. I'm really just going through and finessing them. And then I have to do the arduous task of recording them all, which I actually don't think, I'm hoping won't be too difficult, but I'm going to assume it will be difficult because no, nothing is ever easy when it comes to technology. So yeah, my, my goal is to have that come out sometime in, in mid-2023, let's say. Uh, after that, I would really like to start doing some mini courses or even bring some of my courses to workplaces, either in person or virtually. I just really have a lot of ideas. I just need to find the time to do them. And of course, I'd love to have a dietetic intern because I mean, who wouldn't want free help? <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> right? And I think that dietetic interns would enjoy, I mean, I've had dietetic interns for years I always enjoy them. Well, I shouldn't say always. I mostly enjoy them. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. There are some that I have yeah. not enjoyed. Uh, but uh, yeah, I would love to have a dietetic intern help me out. And I think that, you know, more internships are allowing that where they can just kind of choose their own. And as long yeah. as you've got an LLC, you're good to go. 
Yay. Awesome. Yeah. Cheers Thanks to nutrition and measure. questions. Yeah. Thank you. I you have me that. worried about my intern next week now. We have him for a week. Oh, him, her. I don't even know. I got to look. Uh, we have we have somebody next week with us. So. Anyway, we digress. All right, Gina. Thank you for that. And Mom Win, favorite new product or recipe? What you got? Sure. My Mom Win lately has been baked potatoes, loaded baked potatoes. Please tell me I've not done this one recently. I haven't, right? No. Okay. I, I'm I'm intrigued by your spud endorsement here. Yeah, I don't remember when or why, but so my kids are in a, especially Paige has been in a very very juicy stage lately. I mean, she essentially will not eat anything. It's driving me insane, but I'm trying not to make a big deal about it, but she will eat baked potatoes, which is a miracle. And she'll eat baked beans. So, and she'll eat black beans. Anyway, baked potatoes. So I've been buying baked potatoes and then we add, we have bacon, cheese, sour cream, broccoli, salsa, even sometimes. And we'll just do a whole baked potato bar. And my kids both will go to town on these things. Uh, and I'm like, this is great. This is the perfect combination of, you know, it's got some, it's, it's very balanced. I would say it's, it's very nutritious. Baked potatoes are so good for you. She's got some calcium in there because she never drinks milk. Hello. I mean, it's a win-win and they're delicious, delicious. So that has been our mom win lately. And both kids will eat that. The whole family enjoys it, which is something that I have not been able to say a lot lately. <laughs> Well, on that note, uh, mm-hmm. your bacon and egg breakfast tacos that you talked about a couple episodes ago, does this ring a bell? Yeah. Okay. I got real lazy with it. I don't know what you did with the potatoes, but I bought the pre-diced, like refrigerated Simply Potato brand ones, the seasoned. Oh yeah. Made it super, e- super easier. And, uh, but that's not my mom win. My mom, so just an endorsement for the tacos. Um, and we had those for dinner, but we've never done breakfast tacos and Shay's all about eggs right now. You're saying, uh, Shay, uh, Shay, yeah, the page isn't eating anything. Shay told us up North that she's a vegetarian, but she will eat, uh, beef, pork <laughs> and fish, but not salmon. And we were just all the adults <laughs> were looking at each other like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay, well, like, <laughs> someday we're going to remind her of this. Uh, so funny. Yeah. And she's like chowing down on pork sausage patties. Um, like you're such a good little vegetarian. <laughs> the vegetarians of the world are going to be very proud. Oh my Jay. Very proud. Oh, so funny. Uh, anyway, I'm just, we're not, I'm not labeling it. I, I we're just, we're just going with the flow anyway. Yeah. Okay. My actual mom win was a vegetarian delight for Shay. I, and I'm, I'm, Hmm. I'm using it to my advantage to say things like I'm seeking vegetarian options for you, Shay, and I'm running through the ingredients and I'm saying, you know, would you eat this? And she'll say, or would you try this at least? Yes. Okay. So this was one of those recipes. It's called creamy pasta with veggies. Basically, it's just egg noodles with your, I call them like wintry vegetables, but your onion, celery, carrot. There's one other in there. Onion, celery, carrot, doesn't matter. Another vegetable. Maybe it's corn or I don't peas peas that's what it is and then it's um the sauce is just like milk basically with a little bit of like cornstarch or flour to thicken it up but it, it turned out really good it's almost like a chicken pot pie type feel but no chicken anyway it was a, a little one potter that turned out really good so I'll link that in the show notes as well sounds good yeah 
Yeah, I, it's funny. My kids also love eggs. There's like, I would say there's about 10 things that my kids will always eat, which is, you know, for some, they might be like, that's a lot. But, you know, I, it's still, it's only 10 things. I've got a list on my refrigerator of the 10 things they will always eat. And they're on rotation. I try to throw in, you know, a few random things here and there, but I always regret it because they don't eat it. Yeah. It's very frustrating, but I'm, <clears throat> I'm not giving up. I will not give up. We persevere. Oh. Uh. Well, good news, Gina. We got a review. It is from Vanessa KR31. She wrote, I assume it's a she, favorite podcast. I assume, I absolutely love this podcast. It is the best mix of fun and informative, mix of fun and informative, and the topics and guests are great. I always look forward to new episodes and learning something new. Thank you so much. Yes. Yes. Keep them coming. (laughs) Yes, please. All right. Well, coming up on October 16th, Nicole will be dishing about three common cereals that are more nourishing than you might think. Until then, keep in touch with us on social media at Dietitians Dish Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. And check out all of our episodes and show notes on our website, dietitiansdishpodcast.com. Also, please tell your friends about us. They can find us on numerous outlets such as Overcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. And if you listen on iTunes, Be sure to leave us a review. We promise it only takes a few seconds. All right, everyone, until next time, be well. Nicole, talk to you soon. Take care, Gina. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening for the podcast. Bye-bye.